Hi, I'm Carl Nicholson, and it's so good to be back with you in this new year, this new season, and time that we're at. And uh, for today, I think it's fitting to talk about bearings. Um, this is really important. When I talk about bearings, I'm referring to, um, like, in a, if you had a compass and, you know, you want to know where you're at, you want to know which way north is, east, southwest, then you open the compass and you see which direction is which and it gives you your bearings and then you can make a decision on where you need to go and what you need to do but it's you know being a a former military and special operations person this is critical that we know be are able to remain oriented to direction especially when we're moving at night and under threatening conditions but this also refers to situational awareness it refers to it can uh, has to do with uh, identity of who we are and i want to try to squeeze a lot into a little bit of time right here by telling a couple stories of to try to bring some context to how our bearings can affect us and how how we as sons can perhaps take a couple thoughts from this and apply it to our lives one uh one situation both are from the military um, when i was in and one of them's from training and what we did was we did, uh, we did surveillance uh, training. We, we would do, you know, training to, um, you know, find uh, either follow somebody or to practice being followed. And so during this uh, course of a day, week, couple weeks, there's, uh, you're partnered with somebody or a couple people most of the time. And you, depending on the, you know, the mission set you're training in, it depends on what you're doing and how the kind of car you're driving, what clothes you're wearing, how you look, how you're acting. And one thing we did that I, I thought would be so valuable to describe here is when we're in the middle of one of these and I'm rolling around with, with uh, somebody, what we did was when we would get to a different place, um, we're driving to a different place, we change clothes, change, change cars, go into a building, we would rehearse our narrative. Um, we would change our narrative because in this situation, and you know, this maybe this is slightly deceptive in nature, but that is a, a tactic against the enemy is will keep you alive. So in, in this context, I hope you understand what I'm saying. But we would understand the narrative uh, and, and ensure that we shared the same narrative of what we were accomplishing and why we were at whatever point we were at doing whatever we were doing so what we were essentially doing was creating and and synchronizing our bearings for our situation <clears throat> now to jump to a different story now this is an actual operation uh, mission I was on and in so- sort of the same situation uh, was dressed a certain way and wanting to appear a certain way to certain people um, to, so I could, uh, you know, do things, do, do operational things. And <clears throat> so what I found myself in was at a checkpoint um, where people were there at the checkpoint. Um, this was in a foreign country, in a hostile country, and they, uh, the police, the law, the military set up these checkpoints to see what was coming through because there was another country nearby. And so they would have these set up these periodic checkpoints. And usually, depending on how you're dressed and the amount of cars that go through them, you kind of 
can usually kind of slide through them if you look the part, right? So we had that covered, but this particular day, uh, we were stopped. Whatever reason, um, and it's just me, a lady, and another guy in the car who's an interpreter who speaks the language. Uh, I'm the only uh, fighter type person, like with gun, and uh, the lady is in there as a, uh, another worker on our team. So <clears throat> what happened was they wanted us to, they wanted us to get out. They want us to do these things. We're not going to do it. We're not going to get out because then they'll see who we really are, and it would have gone really bad. <clears throat> So on the t- so to you know scale out a little bit and look at this from a thought standpoint and hindsight's always twenty twenty. The I've I've I think I believe I've talked before about you know doing uh, missions and you, you like this courage that you put on and you there's this you know resilience and, and just umph and courage you got to put on to do things a lot of times and that's what we practice at that's really what we practice the most at. And what we're best at actually is um, putting the hammer down on the enemy. Our military is very good at it. You can look at our last 20 something years of history and see that. <clears throat> but for this situation, if what, what I realized as, as I was in the situation and as it was escalating was I, I, I had already determined a way out of it. I believed I could get us out of the immediate situation but what came to my mind was there's another situation, there's a secondary situation that this would create that I didn't understand. I didn't have a good uh, feeling sense about how that would go. It was, it was highly uncertain how, how the next part of this would go if I got us out of the immediate situation. So what I did was, and this is definitely the helps of God, was... I just held for a second and held for a minute, which seemed like eternity. And somehow miraculously, you know, to make a long story short, the the situation de-escalated enough to where we were able to get out of there fairly quickly and not get in a big firefight. I want to highlight this because I'm coming back to bear. All of this is in the, with the lens of bearings and what, what I knew best what I was trained at, what I knew best would have, would have likely result, could have, I believe would have likely resulted in us possibly not making it back to base and possibly all of us not coming back alive. If, if I would have done what I was best at and trained for and, and what we had done in numerous situations, um, in this situation, it would have likely got one of us killed, if not all of us. And that's why I want to talk about bearings. That's why I think bearings are so important is and why we need our bearings is because what works in one situation, in one scenario, and maybe in 99 out of 100 situations may not work in every one. And there is an enemy lurking to try to find that weak spot in us and in our lives. And this is why we need our bearings. And this is why we need God, we need the help of the Holy Spirit to understand when these situations happen so that so that he can keep us alive and he will keep us alive and he's faithful to it. But for us, our diligence is to understand our bearings and to understand our boundaries and understand the 
the times and the seasons of where we're at in life and adjust ourselves to them so that we can have success. <clears throat> That's great. And, you know, it seems like a lot of times we, we, we hear these, like, how do you do that? You know, like that's, that's the question. Um, it's like the Bible says, walk in the spirit, but how do you do that? You know? Um, <clears throat> so I want to just, I just want to mention one thing. I believe there's a few aspects to this and, and for each of us, there's going to be some different things that based on, on who we are and the, the path that you're on and where you're at in your journey and who you are, there's going to be some different factors that have to be considered. But I want to, I want to mention one that matters to everybody about getting your bearings. And I believe it all comes back to our relationship and creating a lifestyle and a, a, having a time of our life that we set aside to ensure that we're listening to Yahweh and to, and to taking the time to get to know God and for letting him get to know us and, and to grow and, and nurture that relationship. It can happen and it will happen if our eyes are turned on him. It'll happen in every situation through life, right? That's the goal is what we walk through this life with him, understanding he's with us and we're with him. But there's a, what I'm talking about is another step beyond that of ensuring that we set aside time of our lives and of our hearts to get away and to understand what he's saying to us. And what this looks like for me is, I would describe it as the light of Yeshua, Jesus's light. It's the most amazing thing. I believe his, the light of Yeshua is the key to, to us having our bearings in him because it comes down to a foundational thing. What I realized in being subject and living and walking in the light of Jesus is that I am yuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm, man, I, I'm, I have a lot to be desired and it's nasty and it makes it easy to forgive other people. But when you're subject to the true light of God, you see the nastiness of, of the potential and the reality of who we are as, as beings who have fallen. We have to have this. This is a key part of under, of, of gaining and maintaining our bearings of who we are in him, having our, who, and it comes down to identity and understanding and knowing who we are in him. The other part of that is also about his light. And another experiential thing that I've come to understand is that that amazing light that he is as a stand in it and walk in it and, and just let it go through me. Not only does it show the, 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 the baseness of who I am and who I've been, it also starts to show this light of who we are in him. <clears throat> and that's the other side that he wants to see. And both of those together is what we should be maturing in and growing in over time and why it's so important to set ourselves this time with him and to, and to learn how to stand and walk and sit in this light and move and live in, as beings of light. We not only get the sense of our, you know, what Isaiah said, whoa, whoa, whoa is me. I'm done. I'm a man of unclean lips. You, we get that, but we also get the sense of you start reflecting Jesus when we're, when we're in living in his light and you start realizing it's not only that he did, he also recreates us in him. And he, we, we start taking on his nature and we reflect and there, we are rebuilt in his image. 
and who we, this is critical. He wants us to, to stand confidently and courageously in who he's made us to be because he did expose all that wickedness, but he forgave it. And not only that, he has rebuilt us in him and we stand in that. And I believe that is a key to, the, to gaining and maintaining our bearings, which we must have in ourselves and in God and, and increase and grow in this maturity, which again, as I said earlier, will, will expand into different aspects of our lives as we, uh, and we will understand our bearings on many levels. God bless you. Have a good day. I pray this was a blessing to you. Shalom.